So listen, missions is absolutely God's heart. Missions is the heart of this church as well. And uh, so this is our day to, to take that card and, and, and allow the Lord to speak to us. Now, if you can't pass that back in later, you could take it home and bring it back next week or the next week after that. We have a few weeks before the end of the year. So our dear brother speaker this morning uh, was born in Congo, uh, Republic of the Congo in Central Africa. At age two, his family was taken to Rwanda, where he, was, where he was living in a refugee camp for the next 18 years. At age 20, he came to the States. He and his family came to the States. And sometime later after that, he made his way to Massachusetts, where he started his studies at North Point Bible College. While he was there, he started to attend church here and uh, did his internship here with us. And um, what a marvelous experience it's been. Uh, when he graduated North Point in 2019, uh, he then went to Wells, Maine to help pioneer a church up there. And during that time, between then and now, he got his credentials with the assemblies. Now he's ready to go as, a, as an Assembly of God missionary uh, to the great country and area of Indonesia, which is a very unreached people group. 90% of the people, I think, are, are Muslim. And uh, Thierry will be going to, to uh, work with the Assembly of God missionaries there. So as, as he comes today, I feel like Thierry is our spiritual son. Many of you know him pretty well. But give him a warm, warm welcome as he comes to share the word today. Praise the Lord. You all set? Good morning. It is really a joy to be back here and to see so many uh, familiar faces. And I really thank God for my time uh, here. When I first moved to Haverhill, I was coming here for two and a half years. You know, the three and a half years that I was at North Point, two and a half I was here, and then that's when I went to Maine. But I'm really thankful to be here and... Well, I, I have no idea that when I'm speaking, people will have faith promise. So it means if I mess up, you guys are not giving to missions. <laughs> but uh, I'm really thankful to be here. So let's pray and then open God's word. Lord, we thank you so much for your grace. We thank you for coming into the world to give all your life that we may be the treasures of God. Lord, I thank you for every individual that came here. Thank you for this time of worship that we just had and how you were speaking to us. Lord, I pray that everyone who came in this house, they won't leave the way they came. I pray that you minister to every heart. Show them how much you care and love them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I don't remember the song we were singing. but I really, it made me think. But at first I want to introduce, I, I, br- I came with three friends. Uh, we have Erica, she's a student from North Point, from Lithuania. And that's Erica right there. And then next to her, there's Livia. Livia is from Indonesia. And 
She's also a student from North Point. And then next to her, there is Tom. Tom Davis is from Haverhill. And we met, <laughs> yeah, we met a couple weeks ago, and he's been a good friend. So it's really good to be with him here. Yeah, we were, I don't remember the song, but I started thinking about really how God has been good to me. And Jesus, the reality of his life, how he's alive. And I know how many people know about him, how much we know Tom Brady, you know? Almost everyone here knows who Tom Brady is. But very few or probably none of us have ever met Tom Brady. We see him playing for the Patriots and now somewhere else. We know about him. He's famous. Some of us know his age and whatever. And that's it. But very few people know who he is. Been at his house. They, they know how he tells his stories. And they know him. They really know him. But we know him too. But those two knowings, they're very different. And Jesus is the same thing. I think in this room, there may be some of us that know him as much as we know Tom Brady. We've heard about him. We've heard the pastors talk about him, some church people or... We've, we've heard, we know Jesus. But yet, I was thinking during that song, like I really, uh, at some point, I got to meet him. It was about 10 years ago. But I really, he came to me. And it's a privilege that someone like me would say, I know God. Like I've, he, he's, he's come to me. Because a beggar cannot necessarily get an access to the king's palace and knock. But for sure, a king could go to the beggar's house and find him on the street or whatever he is. So it's easy for a king to come down than a beggar to go up and go to the palace and knock and say, I want to see the king. It's impossible. It's almost impossible. Same thing with Jesus. When he came into the world, Jesus, this man who walked the streets of Galilee and Jerusalem, he was just a normal person. He looked like everybody, everybody looked like him, but he happened to have some wisdom about him. They won't send uh, the soldiers to go capture and arrest him. And when they saw him, he was talking, preaching to people, and they were captivated by his word. They say they went back and told the Pharisees, "We've never met a person who speak like Jesus." So they didn't. They say, "Did you become his disciple?" They, well, we don't know, but we couldn't just arrest him. There is something about this Jesus. When he touched the eyes of the blind, they could see, because. The Bible tells us that all the fullness of God was in a human body, in Jesus. The Bible says he is the invisible, he is the visible image of the invisible God. So whoever has seen Jesus has seen God. You know, his disciples, they say, show us God. And then he's like, well, have you been with me this long and you don't know who I am? Well, the question is, show us God. And he's saying, well, you know me. If you know me, you've seen God. And this is a privilege because in the Old Testament, when people wanted to see God, 
You remember the story on the Mount of Sinai in Exodus when God literally came down to the mountain and the, the smoke was going off, the lightning, thunders, and fire. People were scared. They begged Moses, no, go and talk to him for us and come talk to us because everybody who's seen God, they die. In Isaiah 6, when he got the revelation of God, he fell down to his face. Nobody could ever see God and live. That's what the Bible says. But well, God said, you know, I'm going to simplify myself and become a human and be with people. You know, there's a story that is told. A king who disappeared back in the day. He disappeared and they couldn't find him. His counselors, where did the king go? But well, he disguised himself and went to the streets. And he was meeting the meats of the beggars. He was visiting the poor, the orphans. He was helping them, but disguised. He looked like everybody else, yet he was the king. And then later, and then he went back to the palace. And the people he's helped, they had no idea that whoever was with him and helping them, this was the, their king. They had no idea when they were with him, when he came to visit them and meet their needs. This was the king who rules the country, but in disguise. That's who Jesus is. Anybody, any one of us can meet Jesus today. The Bible says, you know, he died on the cross. That is for sure. We all know the cross. We know the story. How he did all the miracles for three and a half years. He had followers. And then how he predicted his death. He went on a cross, died. Three days later, he came from the grave. And then he became alive. He told his disciples, because I live, you also will live. And so from that day on, people have encountered the living Jesus. Because today, even in 2021, Jesus is alive. Amen. It was, it was in 2011, almost, almost 10 years ago, when I was in high school and I met a friend, Alex. He was in my class. I've told this story a lot and I never get tired of it. Alex was like nothing I've ever seen. He was so kind. He loved people. You know, he would stop for people and pray for people. Alex in high school, he wasn't like the most preachy kid. He'd go preach to everybody. No, he was normal, but he loved people. Something was attractive about him. You wanted to be around Alex because how he loved people. He cared about everybody, absolutely everyone. And people liked him, liked to be around him. So we were like same height, same age, same classes. So we kind of hang around by accident. But every time we would talk about different things, sports, everything, Alex will find a way to tell me about Jesus. Well, I grew up Catholic. I, I kind of knew a little bit about Jesus. I was an altar boy after all. I knew the whole mass in my, like all the masses, the, the special masses when the bishop is at, the, at your parish, all of them, you know, their script, and I knew all of them, like memorized. That's how churchy I was. But Alex would tell me about Jesus. And then I would be like, well, I would feel like I know everything. But yeah, there, is, there was a link that was missing. But well, I was kind of pretending that I know everything he was talking about. And then I would live, with, I would live and then be with, with, by myself. And everything he told would come back to me. He would ask me questions. Why did Jesus die on a cross? Well, I knew Jesus died, but I didn't know why. He would ask me, why do I pray to Mary? Well, I didn't pray to Mary, but I didn't know why. 
I, he asked me all these questions over a period of time. I, 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 just, I just got tired, and I don't know what was going on in my life too. And just one day, I, it felt like everything Alex has told me just came back to my mind, and I absolutely had no answer. I knew Jesus just like I, we know Tom Brady, but I never, I knew Alex knows Jesus, really. He really speaks to him. He knows who Jesus, he's alive to him. And that's what kind of I wanted, but I was too arrogant to admit that I wanted that Jesus, that I wanted to know him that much. Though he died 2,000 years ago, he's alive and I can know him. It, Alex gave me that assurance because I saw Jesus in Alex. And I know he can be for me. Well, that was 10 years ago. I'm, I'm telling you, in 2011, I cried out to Jesus. I said, Jesus, whatever you want for me to do, I will do. If you would save my life, just give me life. That is, it feels like it was this theme of, of the songs that we sang and the words that were given. It was, Jesus is life. The Bible says, in him was life. And that life was light to every man. You know, once you don't know Jesus, and you meet someone who really knows him, your spirit can tell. And, and it, it wakes a hunger in you that you really want to know him. And that's what happened to me when I met Alex. And I know many of you, some of you, you know, you come in church and, and, and something in you is awakened when you're in church or when you, when you meet that kind of person. And, and today, Jesus is yours. You can, you can believe in him. He's here. And he can be yours. Amen. Well, I feel like I haven't even... Uh, there's a few songs that I that I like, they kind of, when I hear them, they, they, they sound something in me. You know, this song is called Rescue Stories. It says, you were the voice in the desert, calling me out in the dead of night, fighting my battles for me. You are my rescue story. Lifted me out from the ashes, carried my soul from death to life, bringing me from glory to glory. You are my rescue story. And there's a hymn. It says, He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a solid rock to stay. He gave me a new song, a song of praise. Hallelujah. One more. It says, I will never forget the moment I made Jesus. The moment he called my name. He pulled me out of the darkness. He gave me a promise to never thirst again. And then, to, and then he said, All I ever wanted, my soul, how found in him. I remember the first song we were singing. It will say, I searched the world, but he could not feel me. You know, the, the success in the world, the, you, you could have it all, but man, there is a hunger of Jesus. There is a hunger of God that is in you. One more song. It says, and just when I ran, it sounds like me when I found Jesus. So just when I ran out of road, I found a man that I didn't know. And he told me that I'm not alone. Now, until I ran the streets of gold, I will sing of how he saved my soul. That this wayward son has found his way back home. Man, that's who Jesus is to me. 
And that is who he is to me. And I know that's who he wants to be for you too. Um, the scripture, I want to read just a few scripture. Just, you don't have to turn back in your Bible, just listen. I'm going to be running through them. In John 14, 3, he says, When everything is ready, Jesus is talking to his disciples before he went to heaven. He said, I'm going to the Father and then I'm going to back. I'm going to prepare you a place for you. And then verse 3, when everything is ready, I'll come back and get you. So that where you, so that you will always be with me where I am. When I first got saved, I thought, you know, all of it was just Jesus gave his life on the cross so that I could be saved. So I can come from sin and be, clean, be cleansed and just be cleaned up. And then when I die, I go to heaven. Thank God. Man, and then I read this verse. He says, you know, he's going to heaven to prepare a place for me. Why? So that where he is, me too, I will be with him all the time. So that's his desire. When he gave on the cross, it was more than just to forgive my sins. It was so that at one point, I'm going to be where he is, with him forever. Amen. Amen. Those, those are really nice words to me. And then John 17, 24. Father, Jesus is praying, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they called, then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. John 15, 9. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. Now, I don't want to run through this scripture. This, it says, I have loved you. Jesus is talking to us. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Now think about it. The, the love, the Heavenly Father loved Jesus. Jesus is saying, that's how much I love you. Well, like I have people that love me. I know, like, my mom loves me. My siblings, they love me. I love them. But, well, it's nothing compared to the love the Father loves Jesus. And that same love, it's a love that the, the Jesus loves me. This is way more than forgiving you your sins. He loves you just as the Father loves him. John seventeen twenty one. I pray that they will be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. Wow. Jesus said, you know, the things that I do, it's because the Father is in me. It's the Father who does them in me. So he's saying, well, the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. And then he said, I pray that they be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. So we will believe that Jesus is in us and then the world will know that God sent Jesus. Amen. John 17, 23. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me. And that you love them just as much as you love me. Wow. Wow. 1 John 3, 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, 
that we should be called the children of God. And that is what we are. You know, the love of God, the love that God has for you, it's something you cannot earn. Something you can not run away from it. It's something, yes, you can reject it, but it's there. It's, it's, it's a wider, it's deep. Words cannot express how much God has loved us. The Bible says, what manner of love the Father has lavished on us that we might be called the children of God. Well, God has, has no biological kids, per se. Like, we are able to have kids, we people. Think about families that adopts and have adopted children. Well, you only, the only reason you adopt children is because you love them. They're probably in not the best ideal situation, and, and you want to love them so much, you bring them from their lives that are not so great, and then you bring them into your life, you show them love, and they remain with you. And you're not doing it to get paid anything. Just all you can want is that at least they will grow up to love me, and they, they reciprocate the love that I love them. That's all you want. Well, God in the same way, you know, we're reading these scriptures, and he's saying God, he wants his love to be for us, our love to be for him, for us to be in him, and for him to be in us. And it's the same thing. He loves this love for us that we might be called the children of God. And the Bible says, and that is what we are. We are the children of God. We are the adopted children of God. Well, you would say like your biological children, well, they had no choice. You know, they pretty much had no choice. And in a sense, yes, you love them because it's biological. Even some, some not so great parents, they still love their kids. But only adopting parents have love. They don't have to, but they choose to love. The same thing is like God. When he created us and we messed up and lived in our sin, he did not have to save us. He did not have to. But yet, because of his love, he made us, he did not only just save us, he made us his children. Amen. Well, it's kind of arrogant if you hear it from outside that someone is is claiming to be a child of God. You'll say, no, do you know what you're talking about? You, you're saying you're a child of God? Like, do you know who God is? He created the universe. He created the smallest of atoms. He owns the universe. You are claiming you're a child of God. Well, that's, that's a big claim to make. But once you think about it, and once you think the magnitude of who God is, then and then you confess to be his child, then you know the magnitude of being a child of God. What can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus? Think of God who made himself into a person to look like you, to be in your shape, and then giving his life on the cross just for you, just to show you how much he loves you, and so you could love him back. For example, God does not expect 
for us. He does not want any money from us or any, anything really. He doesn't need anything, nothing, absolutely. Self-sufficient is who God is. He doesn't even need our worship. He can live without. Some people don't worship him. He lives without that. And he's absolutely self-sufficient. So he absolutely needs nothing from any of us. But yet, once we love him back, it's like you and your kids, or if you, you, you don't expect money from them. All you want is their love and to receive your love and live with them forever. That on a bigger magnitude is who God wants to be in our lives. You know, church can be very cruel. It's, if you look in church history and see how, how things changes and becomes like an institution and people just worship or they just give money because they're guilty and they feel somehow, you know, the pastor or the priest is going to pray for them and sins are going to go away. Or they do this and that, they will kneel down and how this long... And it just becomes cruel, it becomes a burden when Jesus really, his life, his life, he doesn't want any burden. He wants to lift burdens off of people. And then when we invite people to come to Jesus, we are inviting you to freedom, to life. Have life in Jesus. Amen. Be a child of God, and that's who he wants you to be. The Bible says, this is probably my mission's, uh, verse, it says John 20 just as the Father has sent me, this is Jesus talking I am sending you you know, when Jesus came into the world, he was sent by the Father and he obeyed the command of the Father and now he says to us, before he went to heaven, he said, you know how much God has loved me and he sent me the same way he has sent me so I'm sending you. Go into all the world and tell people of the good news. That Jesus died to pay for the penalty of everyone. That everyone who will believe in Jesus will be saved. Will have eternal life. That everyone who will call on the name of Jesus will be saved. Go tell people that there is no condemnation for anyone who is in Christ Jesus. Go tell everyone, even the most of sinful that Jesus, his arms are wide open. That anybody who comes to him, he will by no means cast them away. You know, he commanded us to tell people good, good news. Good news. To come to Jesus. To come to him. And whoever will receive him, he will become a child of God. And he said, well, this will take you to the ends of the world. When he sent his disciples, first he said, don't take anything. You know, go the way you are. And then in his second commission, he tell them to go to the ends of the world. And he gave them one promise, I will be with you. And when he said this, he did not say to the pastors or people who claim to be missionaries. He told them to his children, his church. Just as God has sent Jesus, Jesus sent to everyone who will follow him. You know, not everybody's going to be a missionary or a pastor or whatever, but you're all called to take the gospel where it is not. And in our means, God has allowed us, every one of us, to do something, to pray, to give if, if 
if you do it cheerfully. And God is calling you to, to the Great Commission. And the Great Commission is just as the Father has sent Jesus. So he's sending you too, to your neighbor, some people that you work with, you know, your, student, your students. I know there's some teachers in here. And then to your classmates, whatever you, you are, the people who are unbelievers. You know, in your way, don't do it the way Pastor do it or the way I do it or Pastor Bill does it or Pastor Wayne does it. In your way, reach out just as the Father has sent Jesus. Jesus is sending you. Jesus is sending you to Jerusalem, to Judea, and to the ends of the world. So I pray that you, you keep on praying and see how God wants to use you. Because he's in you. And he wants to live through you. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your great mercy. That in you we become children of God. And that is who we are. That there is no condemnation to everyone who is in Christ Jesus. That everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. Just as you told us that you are the way. And no one can go to the Father except you. That there is no other name given to people here under the earth in which we must be saved. Lord, I pray for a person who might be here. And they don't know who you are. Or they know who you are just as much as we know Tom Brady. I pray that today will be the day where they call upon your name, where they will call upon your name and give their lives to you. And Lord, I pray for the great commission that you have commended us. It's not an option. It's the way God has sent you. It's the way you're sending us, Jesus. And I pray that, Lord, nobody will, will, will feel pressured to be sent, but everyone in their own way, Lord, you will meet where they are and you will encourage them. You encourage them to take the next step, whatever it is. And the Lord, you, you will comfort them. You keep on teaching them. And those who give to be cheerful givers and not guilty givers because you, you love and you enjoy those who enjoy you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for this church. Thank you for Pastor Rick. I pray that you bless this congregation. You bless him, Lord. You give him wisdom and knowledge and understanding that he needs. And Lord, this city of Haverhill, and thank you for bringing me to, uh, to this church to be the last church I attend and the first church I attended when I was here. Thank you for your grace and all that you do, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So I do have some prayer cards on that back table there and some flyers. So if you would like to take some and pray for me, that would be much appreciated. Thank you. I'm going to ask uh, Thierry to go over to the map and show everyone where you're going. I'm going to take a few minutes here to, as we get ready for the pledge cards. But um, Indonesia is right there. Can you believe he's going there tomorrow? Tomorrow. And uh, Thierry, how, how long will you be there for? Two years. Okay, so we'll communicate with you between now and then. And, and in two years, we want you to come back. Unless the Lord takes us away, then that's another story. But, um, okay, so everyone have your pledge card? 
We just want to take a few minutes to, to go over this. So you fill out the, the big part, and you could give yearly, monthly, weekly, whatever you want to do. Starts in January. Write it down on the little part, and then you rip it off. And this is for your, you to keep, so you don't forget what you pledged. So we're just going to take a few minutes. If anyone needs a pen, the ushers have pens. Um, and James, if we could put Mighty to Save up there again, that would be great. I'm going to take a minute and just sing a song. And let the Lord speak to you as you seek the Lord as, as to how much you'll be contributing to our missions uh, ministry. So you could sing along with me. Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior. The hope of nations. Savior, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. So take me as you find me, all my fears and failures, and fill my life again. I give my life to follow everything I believe in. Now I surrender. Savior, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. He's my Savior. He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So um, why don't we all stand? I'm going to trust that everyone filled out your card. Let's stand together. Terry, could you come? Just stand right here in the middle. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill, the, uh, offering baskets. So what I'm going to ask you to do uh, is to, for everyone to come up here and gather around Thierry. We want to pray for him. Uh, I, I, I'm going to ask you to put your pledge card in the offering basket. 
If you have a financial blessing, you could put it in there as well. I asked Thierry if he could receive an offering on the day before he's leaving. He said, oh, yeah, we'll just put it into the AG account. I said, fine. I was thinking I had to run to the bank between now and tomorrow, but that's, that's not it. So, um, so why don't you come, gather around. And while you're coming, hello to Jean and Emily. God bless you. Good to see you and your family again. And uh, let's see, Anita, is Anita here? Anita Trennis, come on up here. just want to say something about Anita as well. Uh, Anita was working at North Point Bible College for a season. And uh, come over here next to Terry, if you would, Anita. And we want to pray for you as well. Anita is, uh, has taken a job working at a church in Goffstown. So this will be her last Sunday with us as well. We want to pray for Anita and as a representative of North Point to pray over Terry as well. So. Let's pray. Oh, God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that we could be a part of Thierry's life journey. And what a story it is from, from uh, Congo to Rwanda to, uh, to Texas to Massachusetts to Maine, now to Indonesia. Lord, you have a plan. You have a plan. And we pray your blessing over him. Lord, thank you for his time at North Point. Thank you for people like Anita Trennis that work at North Point, Patty Stauffer and others that work at North Point, Carol Ritchie, that poured into all the students there for many, many years. Thank you for the school. Thank you for the teachers. Thank you for the all, everyone that's involved. And we pray your blessing over Anita, Lord, as she goes up to Goffstown to work at the church up there. Bless her labors up there in that part of the, the state of New Hampshire. But we pray for Thierry, Lord God. Fill him with your Holy Spirit. We pray for a, a safe travel tomorrow. Tomorrow, Lord, safe travel from, from Boston to Dallas to Japan to Indonesia. Lord, bless his travels. Let him get there safely without any complication whatsoever. We pray that he'll be reunited with his uh, comrades over there. They'll meet him and greet him and get him situated. We pray for just a wonderful trip. But Lord, when he gets over there, oh God, in a, in a place where there's 95% Islam and what, 3% Christian? Lord God, what a mission field it is. Lord, you said that the, the harvest is, is ripe, but the laborers are few. And, but to raise up the laborers that will go. Terry says, yes, Lord, I will go. Bless him, oh God. Bless him. Bless the team he's working with as a minister in that part of the world. We pray for a mighty, mighty harvest of souls in the next two years, oh God. We pray for churches to be established. We pray for leaders to rise up in the, in the nations there, that leadership would arise and, and that they would take responsibility for their own faith over there. Oh God, we pray for a sovereign move of your spirit, Lord. That you'll raise up others underneath Thierry to, to do the work that you've called them to do in that part of the world. Lord, we know you're coming soon. Thierry said it today. You went away to prepare a place for us. That where you are, we could go and be with you forever. And when it's ready, you're going to come back for us. And Lord, we know the time is soon of your return to come get us. We pray, Lord, for more souls to be a part of that, that ministry. When you come back, more souls will be ready because of this ministry in Indonesia. So we thank you, Lord. We pray, Lord, your blessing over our involvement in missions and sending 33, 34, 35 missionaries, whatever we can do, Lord. We just pray your blessing over these pledge cards for the new year. And thank you for those giving hearts that got us out of the deficit we were in for so long. 
And we pray, Lord, for 2022 to be a great missions year for this fellowship. But Lord, bless Thierry, bless Anita, and uh, we look forward to hearing some great reports in the days and months and years ahead. We thank you. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, Thierry, uh, how fitting it is that you're here. This is your last stop before you go. And so we send you out with God's blessing. We love you. We're so proud of you. And uh, don't ever forget us. And we'll be here when you get back, Lord willing, okay? Not yet. No. So listen, but please greet him. Put your cards and any offering in the baskets. Anita's going as well. You may want to say something to her. And thank you, Anita, for your ministries here at the church, too. Thank you.